You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hello there. I hope we're having a great employment rights week and I hope we're all managing to stay safe in these testing times. Which brings me on to today's topic actually. Lots of people have been contacting me asking me about their employment rights during this corona outbreak. It's clear from the questions I've been receiving that people are worried and rightly frightened about what might happen if they are told to stay home from work for a period of time. And so I thought that I would use this podcast to try and give some clarity over the likely employment rights that will be floating around when a decision or if a decision comes to take action via your employment to deal with the coronavirus. So there are a number of points that I'd like to make here. So maybe it's easy if I just go through them. The first point I want to make is that if you believe you have come into contact with someone who may be infected with COVID-19, which is the coronavirus, or you have the symptoms which have been highlighted by the government, such as a persistent cough or a fever, and you believe that you're ill, then you should self-isolate for a period of at least seven days. In a situation like this, your absence at work would be taken as ordinary sick leave and would be treated in the same way as any other period of sick leave, meaning that If you're usually paid for your sick leave, then you should be paid for your period of sick leave away from work. That means that if you have the type of contract where you wouldn't ordinarily be paid for sick leave, then you're unlikely to be paid for any self-imposed self-isolation because you believe you've got COVID-19. You'll remember that in podcasts four and five, I went through the employment rights that you have as a worker and as an employee. And these rights will be in place at the time where you make a decision to either go to work or not go to work. And if you're somebody who is paid when you're off sick, then Like anything else, if you get flu and you decide that you're not fit enough to go to work and you take sick leave, you'll be paid. And if you're a worker, you will already have track record of knowing what's likely to happen in this similar situation. Secondly, if your employer believes you are showing signs of COVID-19 or someone in your company tests positive, and your workplace has to close down for deep cleaning, let's say, for example, your employer can instruct you not to attend work and, in effect, make you remain at home under self-isolation. If this happens, remember the first one is you deciding, this one is your employer deciding, if this happens, 
The advice from the UK Secretary of Health, who has sent guidance to employers, is that any member of staff who has been asked to self-isolate is entitled to take the time off for sick leave and therefore should be paid for that time off. At this stage, this is just advice from the government. And although government states that the advice should be taken as good practice, government has not mandated employers to give people sick pay if the employer tells you to self-isolate or indeed if the government tells the employer to tell you to self-isolate. So you could still end up being sent home on self-isolation without pay. Again, it depends on your contract of employment. If you're an employee, then government advice is likely to be followed and you're likely to be sent home with sick pay. However, it is not law. It is really at the goodwill of the employer. Where employers are paying sick pay, government have advised that statutory sick pay should be available from the first day you are off sick. And that should be at a rate of £94.25 before the 6th of April 2020 or £95.85 if this situation lasts further than the 6th of April 2020. This is important because usually sick pay would not normally be paid until you have been away from work for four days. But in his budget speech last week, the Chancellor of the Exchequer waived the four-day rule and an assurance was given that employees and standard workers would be entitled to sick pay. Bear in mind, however, that if your company or your organisation operates an enhanced sick pay scheme, then being sent home on sick pay means that you will receive your normal rate of pay. You shouldn't see any difference and your salary shouldn't drop down to sick pay levels. Additionally, the advice was given that if overall you're paid less than £118 per week, you should also consider applying for universal credit or contributory employment and support allowance. And you would contact your benefits agency in the normal way to make those inquiries. Point of information here. If you're on a zero hours contract, unfortunately, you won't be entitled to statutory sick pay unless your weekly pay from your employer or hirer is at least £118 per week. Now, government have worked out clear terms and conditions for public service employees, which are the same as those described. But additionally, government has agreed that any employee needing to take statutory sick leave because of COVID-19 will not see the absences from work added to sickness and absence monitoring arrangements, which is a good thing. Because if you're somebody that has already had a degree of sick leave, which is being watched by the employer, this advice means that any period of imposed sick leave because of COVID-19 won't count against you. 
And I think that all workers should be treated the same on this matter. But again, this is just advisory when it comes to non-governmental organisations and private businesses. It's important to say here that if your company is open for work and you don't attend work when expected to do so, you could be putting your pay at risk and you could find yourself, at the very least, facing unpaid periods of work time. Now, one of the third questions that I've been asked is what would happen if I just decided that I did not want to go to work because I'm afraid. And my response to that is that I understand the fear that is surrounding all of the information and what we're seeing unfold before our eyes in relation to COVID-19. I understand that. But I also have to say that if your company is open for work and you are expected to attend work and you don't, you could be putting your pay at risk and you could find yourself facing unpaid periods of work time. Additionally, if you fail to turn up at work, irrespective of whether you're fearful, you could find yourself facing disciplinary action because it is a breach of contract not to turn up at work when you're expected to do so and to also defy a management instruction for you to turn up at work. And the usual response to that is for the employer or the hirer to reach for their disciplinary procedures. My advice is that in circumstances where you're not ill, but maybe instead feeling afraid of being in work for fear of catching something, the best thing to do is to try to reach agreement with your employer or the hirer for you to be off work to avoid any unexpected action being taken against you. And a good place to start with those agreements is to speak to the employer about being able to use your annual leave. Bearing in mind that your annual leave won't last forever and we don't know how long this whole situation is going to pan out. You could also agree for a period of unpaid leave, but the same thing applies there. But what you must do is talk about it to avoid any unexpected disciplinary action being taken against you. The fourth point I want to make is that as this situation develops, we may find that many more people may be mandated to work from home to institute practices like social distancing. Some estimates put the number of people likely to be asked to work from home or being confined to home to as many as one-fifth of the UK workforce. In these circumstances, if you're an employee and you're not sick, but you are told to self-isolate by your employer or you are not required to attend work, government advice is that you should be paid your normal salary. However, if you're a worker, unfortunately, there is no obligation on the employer to pay you. If you find your workplace shuts down altogether, employees should get their normal pay unless their contract of employment entitles the employer to lay you off for business reasons, in which case you can be laid off 
and you'll only be entitled to be paid for the first five days of that layoff. If your contract does not entitle you to be paid for a layoff, the employer could require staff to take annual leave whilst the company is closed. The main point here is that if there is a chance that your workplace could close down, the employer needs to talk to you about this as early as possible and also keep you updated throughout the closure period. Now, rather than close down the workplace, your employer might ask you to work from home. If this is the case, your employer should talk to you as soon as possible about the equipment and paperwork you need to enable you to work from home. In this instance, you would need to know how your employer intends to keep in touch with you or how your outputs are likely to be assessed when your normal productivity path has been disrupted. So how's the employer going to know when you've done the work so you can be paid for the work? How's that going to be measured? It's important to get this clear as early as possible to avoid any dispute about your outputs that may go on to affect your pay. I would also advise that you keep your own records about work completed so you can evidence what you have been doing whilst you've been working from home should any queries be raised about your productivity because then you're not fishing about in your memory trying to remember what you did on Tuesday last week. If you write down what you've done at the end of every day or as you go along throughout the day, it will be much easier to recall your work if you have a record of it. The next point is that if you're a working parent who's affected by school closures linked to COVID-19, your employment rights as an employee entitle you to enough time off for you to deal with the emergency and to make alternative arrangements, let's say, for example, for the care of your children. This time off, however, may not be time off with pay because the right to emergency leave with pay is at the discretion of the employer. If you're an employee, the only right you have here is the right to take time off to deal with the emergency. If you're a worker, You have no right to request emergency leave and therefore, if you need time off, you'll have to negotiate this with the employer so that you can go home and deal with your child who may not be attending school. The next point that I want to make on a more serious note is that there have been reports of increases in racism and prejudice being shown to people considered to be responsible for bringing the virus to the UK or spreading the virus in the UK. If you're impacted by this at work in any way, it is the employer or the hirer's duty to ensure you receive legal protections from discrimination. And those protections are there irrespective of the type of contract that you have. So whether you're an employee or a worker or an agency worker or a zero hours contract worker, whatever your employment status, you have the right to be protected from discrimination and harassment around the COVID-19 issue. 
and the expectation that you should be afforded those protections goes to all employers and hirers who will be expected to demonstrate that all workers are protected in accordance with the Equality Act 2010. And I guess the final thing I want to say is that if your normal work and pay patterns are disrupted, there is no doubt that this will likely throw a lot of people into financial difficulties, especially if the layoff from work is prolonged. In preparation for this, some banks have been very vocal in communicating their intention to offer repayment holidays on mortgages and loans as a way of supporting people to avoid defaulting on their repayments. And banks like TSB and the Royal Bank of Scotland are asking their customers to come in and see them if they get into financial difficulties as these two banks have made it clear that they will be offering those types of repayment holidays. And it was good to see that on the 16th of March, the Chancellor of the Exchequer announced that all mortgage holders will now receive a three-month repayment holiday should they get into difficulties in paying their mortgage. Now, how that will work We don't know, but one would imagine that you contact your lender, you let them know, and they institute a repayment holiday on your account so that your mortgage account doesn't go into default. Because obviously, if your account goes into default, it starts to trigger that whole letter receiving funnel that you get with a letter a week telling you that your account is in default and you could be at risk of losing your home. So that's a good thing, but it still doesn't go far enough because we also need the same kind of compassion for renters. It's generally accepted that the majority of people renting don't have the kinds of income that people with mortgages have. And therefore, people who are renting and in low paid jobs are at the most risk of losing their homes. So there is hope that in the next few days, government will announce a support package for people who are in rented accommodation. And that's it. We know very little at the moment and we're in the preparatory stage of what ifs and what might happens. But there is no harm in arming yourself with as much information as you can to ensure you receive all the rights you are entitled to should matters turn in an urgent way in the next few days or weeks. Let's do what we can to keep each other safe and let's look out for each other. I look forward to seeing you here next week. If you have any questions about the emerging COVID-19 situation at your workplace, feel free to post them into the Employment Rights Online Facebook page and we'll do our best to answer as many questions as we can get through. Until next week, bye for now.